Are you a non-native English-speaking entrepreneur who wants to take your business to the next level? Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, if only I could speak the language better, I would be a lot further along? When I first came to Germany from California and started my own business, I asked myself the very same question. The common thing that stands in the way of us improving our skills in our business and language communication is fear. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's possible for you to improve your English and grow your business at the same time. I've created a method that is not only fast and efficient, brain-friendly and fun, but will also connect you with other like-minded entrepreneurs at the same time. It's a win-win situation. I'm Sharon Kuster, and this is English for Entrepreneurs. Hey everyone, this is episode 13, and today my special guest is fellow entrepreneur and empty nester Ingrid Lyer. Ingrid took the big step of transitioning her language coaching business online and will have some insights to share with us about how going out of her comfort zone has created a powerful shift in her growth. Hello everyone. Today we have Ingrid Lyer, a passionate and inspiring professional neurolanguage coach whose mission is to help English business professionals break down communication barriers and improve their language skills. Welcome, Ingrid. Hi, Sharon. So happy to be here and thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. I'm it's really looking forward to it. It's a pleasure. We're looking forward to hearing all about you and what you're doing. Could you first tell us what exactly your business is about? Um, I'm self-employed and my business is mainly about um, teaching English, or should I say now it's more coaching English mm -hmm. because I'm a professional language coach. And I do this for private clients, but mainly for companies. It used to be in companies, face-to-face, -face, but now during these times, it is all online, but nevertheless, it is a very powerful English learning. And this is what my business is about. I live for English teaching and coaching. Oh, great. How would you say your business, if it has, you said you're online now, how has your business changed other than going online over the last few years? It has become a little bit more dynamic. And what I felt is that it's an ongoing development process. Also for me personally, I felt it's, it's a lifelong learning and you never reach a standstill. And um, staying focused on the goals. And I'm asking myself permanently, am I still on the right track? So this has changed. In the beginning, it was like, I do this work. I have now this company. I have this class to do. But this is, I'm asking myself more. Am I still on the right track? Am I still the way I want to go? Constantly growing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. How have your company jobs changed? I know that you taught in companies for a number of years. Company jobs, well, they change from the face-to-face -to, -face to the online um, mm -hmm. procedure, first of mm -hmm. all. And, um, well, 
I love my companies. I think there hasn't been such a, such a big change with that. So you're still teaching in the, at the companies? Right. Absolutely. Great. As a non-native English speaker, what have been some of the challenges and experiences you've faced in your business? Hmm. Um, No challenges per se. I think sometimes from clients, there was the doubt and they questioned my qualification Mm -hmm. of being capable enough to teach English because I'm a non native English speaker. And I just reacted in a way that I said, okay, you want a native speaker English? I'm sorry, I cannot help you here. I have my qualification, give it a try. And if you're not happy, you can still decide for a native speaker. Mm-hmm. And how, does the, how has that helped you in your current business now? It showed me that persistence pays off. Mm-hmm. You have to break down your own habits and leave definitely your comfort zone and just go through life with open eyes. Yes, that's powerful. Could you tell us a little bit about your background, Ingrid? So this is quite a few things to tell you. So I was born and raised in Germany and went to school here. Um, Already at school, I had three languages. So I learned English, Latin, and French. After that, I studied English and French for becoming a translator in Heidelberg. But I dropped out um, because this was actually the first time I really thought I'm not good enough at languages. Mm. Um, I decided to give it a second try and started my 14 months training, and this was really full-time, so 35 hours per week, to become a foreign language correspondent. And I added another language, Spanish. Ah, great. How was that? That was amazing because I had um, a Spanish teacher. She was from uh, Argentina, and she hardly spoke German. So we learned from her Spanish like kids do from their parents. So that was an amazing experience, learning a language that way. Were you ever able to um, live in Spain or stay in Spain for a period of time or in a Spanish-speaking country where you could immerse yourself a bit? No, just for holidays, so that was all. But whenever I'm in a country uh, for holidays, I try to speak as much of the language as I can Mm -hmm. and not use German. Um, so I didn't actually, because the the way she taught us the language, Spanish was so deep and so native-like. It was amazing. I could say that after 14 months, I spoke Spanish fluently. Wow. That, that's an incredible journey of learning, isn't it? when you have someone who can help you uh, get your flow of English going, like Mm -hmm. a flow of Spanish or any Mm -hmm. language going Mm -hmm. like that. So, and really, so after these 14 months training, I got my first job offer Mm -hmm. and I started to work in a global company. They are in the market for materials testing machines. Mm -hmm. And I worked there in the customer service department and could use all my languages and I just love that. Can you tell us what languages those were? 
English, French, and Spanish. Oh, wow. So I did all the correspondence and um, it was just amazing. And I could also do the translation in meetings for the uh, board of directors mm-hmm. and or translations when visitors from abroad came to show them the machines and explain to them and translate this. It was my dream. It was my dream job. Oh, my. And that was in three different languages. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That was, that was super. That was really super. And uh, then came a little break, and I continued to work from home as a translator for this company after my son was born. Mm-hmm. And this, again, was a step into the unknown life of becoming self-employed and translating for this company, something I gave up once because I thought I was not good enough. Mm-hmm. And this came back to me. Wow. And you decided to go out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. And I did that actually because I went outside and after my son went to school, I thought only at home. It's not interesting. I'm a social being and I want to go outside, meet people, be together with them. So I came to the Chamber of Commerce, IHK in Ulm, Mm -hmm. and asked if they needed somebody for English teaching. And in fact, they did. And so that's where I started to do my first English training course in technical English, Mm -hmm. because this was something I knew and I was just amazed how people absorb what I was telling them than the words and everything. And it started with that. And then came more courses. Then came the uh, in-company English teaching. And this was another highlight for me. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. And I could live my teaching personality to its fullest. That's wonderful. So you would say that this was how you got your start on your entrepreneurial journey? Absolutely, yes. I would say so. This is how it really started. It's really great. And what languages do you use now in your business? Huh. So I teach English, uh, or I teach or coach English. So this mm-hmm. is the main language. I started to do some German teaching, but this really has to be improved. So, you know, I'm really into the English, explaining grammar and the structure of a language. But when it comes to my native language, well, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> it's not your priority at the moment to teach no, German. No, it's, no, it's <laughs> not. German. But yeah. I try to keep track with the other languages I speak. Um, so I'm also having Spanish conversation classes with another new language coach just to keep in the language. Mm-hmm. Very good. Excellent. Can you tell us what you like most about the work that you do? What I like most about the work, everything. So you mentioned a few things like being around people and meeting new people. Yes, absolutely. Um, I like being with people, being with the companies and being with people also means being with people of different ages. So I have uh, trainees, I teach English. So we have there an age of 70 to 17. Oh my God. 17 to 20. (laughs) 17 to 20. 20. And I have older adults or more mature adults, if I may Mm -hmm. say that. And there's a difference. But what you can take with you is a lot of different 
life insights and how the young people see life, how they experience the situation and compared to other ones. So you get such a richness of information from them. Mm-hmm. And this how, is just amazing. How has that been during this pandemic for you, working with these two groups? They're quite on opposite ends of the spectrum in coaching. When working uh, with the two groups, with the young yes. people and the adult people? Yes, during this time. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I just came out of a discussion with, uh, about this uh, mm-hmm. with the young ones. And they say they see it as a, a risk or maybe a danger, so just in inverted commas. But they see it in a far more relaxed way than more mature person do that. Mm-hmm. How do you see the older, the more mature people, the learners, to, how do they react? What would you describe them as reacting? So they do this real social distancing. Um, that means also that they don't go out so often or just meet people within their families mm-hmm. and to protect their family or the ones they love. Mm-hmm. So there's, the, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And the younger people, do they keep the distance as well or are they more relaxed about it? They, they say they do. But when asking them, and I hear then, oh, we were a group of 10 people. So then I cannot imagine that they did this. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different um, attitude, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And perhaps the fear factor is also different with the two different groups. I think so. Um, maybe they think, so well, if we get it, we can more easily overcome that. Ah, yeah. one mm-hmm. Well said, yeah. Very interesting. Ingrid, can you share one of the biggest challenges you have faced over the last year with us? The biggest challenges were, uh, the biggest challenge at all was indeed <laughs> this situation we are now in. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was also a very creative time. Mm-hmm. I started to be trained on different online platforms just to make sure I I know Zoom, I know uh, MS Teams, whatever there is. And it really empowered me to go this extra mile. So, and live the change from face-to-face to to Mm -hmm. online together with my learners, creating a feeling of togetherness and reinforcing business relationships. Mm-hmm. And that connection, keeping yes. that connection. Keeping yeah. that connection. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. What's the best advice that you could give to other non-native English speakers who want to start their own business? First of all, I would say go for it and keep this first magic moment you have. I can only speak from my experience. When you decide to go for your own business, because this moment is exciting it is frightening, it is creative, it is uncertainty, but it is also autonomy and it is freedom. And you should take this moment and the feelings you have in this moment as your personal motivation and go back to that moment when you have a time you start questioning everything. And I know there are these times when you start questioning everything and doubt that you are the right person at the right place. 
Mm -hmm. So to push through and continue on. Absolutely. Excellent advice, Ingrid. Very nice. Who would you consider to be an ideal client? Every client is an ideal client. I don't judge. Um, (laughs) Every client you have, every because I think every client you have is here for you for a certain Mm -hmm. reason, Mm -hmm. and every client you have helps you growing and improving too. It's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Wow. (laughs) Okay. How would an ideal client, meaning any client, how would they find you? Um, A lot of my clients. Uh, will find me because it is transferred word by mouth. Mm-hmm. Then um, I try to give more and more webinars to um, bring the attention to the people out there. I talk a lot with the people and um, I try to become more visible on Facebook, LinkedIn, and also on WhatsApp. Okay. And this means that you're having more of a presence on the social media platforms? I'm start pushing it a little bit. There could be more, I know, but still a little bit um, hesitating. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's all a new arena, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. And I know when the first time I just stepped on Facebook, um, I was told, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> I believe that was your son who told you that. Is that right? Oh, how could you guess that? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of remember that from, from before. <laughs> yeah, I remembered that one. Oh. Um, our listeners are really interested in hearing about goals and challenges that successful entrepreneurs face in their businesses. With all the success that you've achieved, what is your biggest challenge right now? Well, I would not consider myself a successful person. Success for me has something like being on a final stage or a final level. So this is just a a definition for myself. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can call it a success when you measure how much money you made, how many clients you've got, etc. For me, it's this ongoing personal development and uh, prepared to learn new things. And especially breaking old habits. And this is at the same time, my biggest challenge. Breaking old habits? Yes. What what kind of habits? Just when you know everything is rolling and your classes are okay. And you come to a point when you see, hmm, there could be some improvement. So what can I do to give Mm -hmm. this another twist? Mm -hmm. And then it comes to breaking a habit I have. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting um, definition of success uh, that you said there. When I think of entrepreneurs and success, I think of the accomplishments that we make each step of the way that we grow, you know, as Mm -hmm. we go along. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I measure success. I know that there are many different definitions. Would you say that that's similar to how you feel about it? Or do you see it more as an end result? Well, I haven't thought about that exactly as you put it. So maybe I should think about that too. So, so far, I just saw it like for me, it is an, this ongoing development. So Yes. Yeah. 
And never and reaching it, an end, never reaching an end. So never, always growing. Yes. <laughs> Entrepreneur is always growing. What is your big goal for the next 12 months? Indeed, I have a goal. So, and that is, I would call it communication overall. Mm-hmm. Because I think that it is needed for the language learning, it is needed on a cultural level, and it's needed for personal development. And there's so much more that needs to be discovered and put into practice. Yeah, I was going to say, how would that affect your, your life and your business if you had more of that? That would be super. That would be a special reward for me. Would your aim be to reach more people, more clients? Um, I hope so. That still I have to develop maybe some more ideas on how to do that. So maybe thinking about, no, I don't say it here because then I know that everybody says, you said that. No, I didn't. <laughs> Hold you accountable. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what do you think would be the one thing that might hold you back from reaching that goal and creating this communication base and client base where you have that connection and communication? As far as I know myself, nothing. Mm-hmm. That's easy then. That's very <laughs> easy, it? yes. Great, perfect. So, Ingrid, what is currently working for you best to attract more business at the moment? It is this being connected. Um, As I said before, connect with the people on social media and also with my fellow neurolanguage coaches and the neurolanguage coach network. Connect with the companies via webinars, offering these webinars. Connect with uh, HR or executive uh, executives in a company because you never know where this is leading to the end, to in the end. Yes. And it's all about telling people what I'm doing, invite them to check it out by themselves. For example, mm-hmm. in a free session with me, an initial session, or mm-hmm. just talking with me. It's a kind of networking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And getting your, getting the word out there that you're, you're here. Great. What would you like to share that I didn't ask you today? Oh, well, actually I am, I could think of a, of a question because um, I think, isn't it a question you're always asked? So I just say it. So a question could be, why should companies and clients come to you for mm-hmm. a connected and empowered English learning? Excellent question. Thank you. And the answer is? The answer is, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I have an answer. Yes. Because, because I'm a passionate, energetic, and inspiring your language coach who can take you on an amazing learning journey, helping you to reach your language goals. Wow. Okay. Well, I know our listeners really want to know where they're going to be able to find you to go on that journey. What is behind this person? (laughs) What is behind this person? Everyone will want to know. Can you tell us where our listeners can find you? So I'm definitely available on LinkedIn. I'm also on Xing, although I must admit that this platform, I don't consider that useful for me at the moment. And also on Facebook, 
-hmm. You can uh, contact me via email. So this is mail at il-lc.de and promise you'll get an answer and at short notice. So I try to answer my emails really fast. Just contact me and feel free, um, whatever you, whatever questions you have. So I'm there for you. Great. Well, it has been a total delight having you on the show, Ingrid. Thank you so much for all of your insights and inspiration that you shared here. Thank you, Sharon, that you gave me the opportunity to say a little bit about my person, about my business and what I'm doing. Highly appreciated. And I tell you, I was so nervous. (laughs) You did a wonderful job. Thank you. That's all for today. Hope you enjoyed listening and got some inspiration from Neurolanguage Coach Ingrid. Next week, we go back to Osaka, Japan and meet with the owners of Kimono's Photo Studio Wasabi. Brandon and his wife Sayaka will be telling us about their unique photography business and expansion plans. Can't wait for you to join me. Hey, thank you for joining us this week on English for Entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to visit iTunes and like and subscribe. And please tell your friends all about it too. Stay tuned next week for more fun and valuable tips on improving your English for business.